Hey guys, we are so excited that you're here. Welcome to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast. I'm Kara Goss, online registered dietitian and health and fitness coach. And I'm Kylie Kaiser, online health and fitness coach, and we're your hosts. This podcast is all about improving yourself physically and mentally. And y'all, neither of those things can be improved with a quick fix. We are here to be real with you about your fitness and fat loss goals, your health, your mindset, and everything in between. If you're ready to open your mind to the process that self-improvement requires, instead of always looking for the next quick fix, then this is your podcast. Let's get started. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast, episode 76 with your girls, Kara and Kylie. Coming out of Ticket Gate 2022, baby. It's been a whirlwind of a 48 hours. <laughs> I am I am tired. And <laughs> as, Taylor Swift once, as Taylor Swift once said, I would like to exclude myself from the scenario. <laughs> Here's the thing. For all of you, yeah, for all of you non-Swifties out there here, you can just like skip through the first couple of minutes of this podcast. Or listen, because but, honestly, I've had a lot of people really intrigued by this, because even if you don't give a shit, everyone's seen the content everywhere and been like, what the fuck? What's happening? Yeah, what's happening? So let's preface this by saying that we did get tickets. We got tickets, me, Kylie, and Risa to the Pittsburgh show. And Risa also got three tickets to Detroit as well. So like we are in the my theater, other friends. But yes, for, for Kylie's other friends. Um, so we're in the clear and we praise the Lord that we are. We are so grateful, but yeah, it was an absolute shit show. And we are, we are heavy into the conspiracy theories here. Oh, <laughs> I have, I have some theories. <laughs> so kind of, just break it down. Just break down like the kind of like boosts and stuff that you had and like what happened. Okay. I'm going to try to do this as not long as possible because we yeah. do have a special guest for y'all today yes. and he is just patiently listening to our bullshit. So, Okay. <laughs> I'll give like the abridged version of the Instagram story. Actually, I feel like I like put out a press statement. Like you did. I, I was getting so many DMs though because people were really confused because I was like so pissed, but then like they saw that I had tickets and people were like, "Why are you mad?" And I'm like, "Okay, right." Well, so basically, long story short, the way this system has been set up, Taylor Swift has always been an artist that rewards the fans. So way back when like Reputation Tour was happening, you had to like collect boosts, like you could get boosts to be able to get tickets through the verified fan process by like doing fan activities. And it was a, a genuine way to weed out true fans. So you had to just bunch do a bunch of shit like on YouTube and all this stuff. And of course I did all of it. So I got really good tickets. That ticket buying process was super smooth. They like staggered the way the presale was. Like they didn't put everybody on the same day. They gave you specific times dates it was beautiful best ticket buying experience i've ever had so when she did lover fest um there was only four show dates because her mom was sick um and so she was not touring fully that year so she did four dates for her entire fandom that was pure chaos but what they did was honored your reputation boosts so you were able to get your spot for the lover fest queue based on that so i had tickets to two out of her four nights for a show that's only four dates right so mm-hmm. That was uh, super great. And so once that show got canceled because of COVID, so everybody who had those tickets never got to go. They sat in my Ticketmaster account. I was out hundreds of dollars for like over a year before they decided, hey, this is not being rescheduled. We're canceling it, refunding everyone. So Mm -hmm. as a like 
you know, I don't know what the word you want to say, a thank you to that or like to compensate us for that, whatever. Basically, when this tour got announced and it was huge, um, obviously she has only continued to get bigger over time. This album's been huge. Um, she announced tour, um, has repetitively added dates because the demand was so high with people signing up, things like that. And I'm thinking, I got two tickets to a four date tour. This is going to be fine. I was stressed, yeah. but I was like, it's good. And they told us this was from Ticketmaster, from Taylor's team, that your Loverfest, if you had Loverfest tickets on your account, you would be boosted in the queue so that you would have a better chance of getting tickets. Um, and then they also did a few things through her website. Like if you bought certain things, bought merch, kind of a similar system to before, you also got boosts. I had boosts from both of these things. They also said they would see how long you've been a fan if you bought tickets for her previously. I've been seeing this bitch on every tour since 2007. So I have... And I have all the things on my account. Um, Kara and Risa were trying to get tickets, like I said, for us. But I had other two other friends that were trying to get tickets with me for Nashville um, because we were I was going with two separate groups of people. So I was trying to go twice, once with Kara and Risa, once with my two other friends. So we were all in together. I'm the only one out of those friends that had a code. Um, the other ones didn't even get one. Um, my other friend's code was just not for there. Kara and Risa both had codes. Um to begin with, a lot of fans in general, like that were in same positions as me, didn't even get codes. So that was crazy. Um, and then Kara and Risa get on. They get on at their normal time. It's stressful. They're in a queue. We got tickets. We got within tickets within minutes. 25 minutes. Easy. Within 25 minutes. They both like get it was tickets. stressful as fuck, but like it was yeah. like it kept crashing out and stuff. But like we got the tickets yeah. easy. Yeah, like the server was definitely like overwhelmed. It was like not like a beautiful process, but within 30 minutes, they each had a tickets to their respective cities for us. Great celebration. I get in the queue one hour later for my time zone and I'm in there for two hours. I am behind, I'm able to view the source code on the page. I am behind 27,000 people in line for my show, for my show only. I am like, I'm like, there ain't no way 27,000 people have a Loverfest boost on here because she only was doing four shows and they're all going to Nashville. Like, what do you mean? So I was like, okay, this doesn't make sense. Um, I'm just chilling with it at like 12 their entire server crashes basically because something happened people's checkout codes weren't working their pre-sale codes weren't working so they pause all the queues so across there's still people in these queues by the way from like east coast times i'm like keeping up with everything on twitter as i'm doing this and there's like east coast times everybody's just sitting in this pause queue it stays paused for i don't even know how long basically i end up i'm sitting here waiting to get in for tickets for nashville for six hours you're not allowed to refresh you can't leave the page if it opens up while you're gone on, you're fucked like so i sat in front of my computer from 9 to 3 30 yesterday watching this bar not move and then it finally lets me in to get nashville tickets um and basically everything's gone except for a few shitty vip markups as well as like nosebleed seats and even then i'm just grabbing for anything i can get and i just keep getting fed back a code over and over again that says air please be signed into your Ticketcaster account or um this device is not working. I am signed in and I have not been off this device. I try over and over again. I've tried this probably for like 15 minutes and everything I grab, first of all, shit's just going, 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 but everything I grab, it gives me this code. So I finally sign out and I'm like, okay, fuck this. I get back into the queue on my phone. It takes another, I'm behind another 2000, 3000 people that I wait to get back in for another like 20 minutes, get in. Same thing keeps happening on my phone. I try it over and over again, 15 minutes, can't get anything. I go out for 30 minutes. I'm talking to people that are still getting in for Nashville. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to try it again. I go back in. Same thing keeps happening to me. And no I, I'm, I'm not the only person that this happened to. And on top of that, like, 
there's just the fact that they also did like this dynamic pricing structure that's ass. Like it's basically where they can just jack prices up based on demand. Um, so some people got tickets like worse than ours and they paid way more. Some people got like tickets way better than ours and they paid less. It was just like a whole, that's Ticketmaster's monopoly, whole other thing that I don't even want to get into. But yeah, basically yeah, it was so. a nightmare. So I have tickets. I'm grateful, but um, not for the and show. We have I good to go. seats too. We, we have do. lower, we, we have lower bowl seats. We have good seats. I'm going to try and get in and get Kylie Nashville tickets today with my we Capital are, we One are. pre-sale. Yeah, so. because they crashed stuff so bad that there was supposed to be a Capital One pre-sale yesterday and they moved it to today because they needed to get people off their servers. Um, right. And so they moved that. They like pushed back the Pacific Coast time one. Like they kept trying to adjust and it just wasn't working. Um, yeah. But yeah, basically uh -oh. I, it, it's also just frustrating because the friends that were going with me are more Nashville based. And like now it's like two places that we have to travel and do airfare for and like all of that stuff. So it's like, yeah, we have the tickets, but it's like you shouldn't have to fly across the country like when you're there's shows in your areas. And it was just it was just a mess. And it wasn't there's was a lot of really big fans that had all the stuff that didn't get tickets at all. Um, and it's just that that's kind of the conspiracy theory part of it. We were saying, I think they, I think yeah. they did some, I think they fucked up their coding. Honestly, is mm -hmm. kind of what we were talking. We were talking about this before the episode, but um, it seems like everybody who got in really quickly are people like you and Risa mm -hmm. who like had no boost, nothing. You just got on and yeah. got tickets and everyone that was like told that they would have extra advantage was in the queue for six hours. So, so yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, the tea. That's, so that, that's the T. That's Ticket Gate uh, 2022. And uh, yeah, we will be here to recap uh, next week and obviously when we go to the show in June. So. I will be I will I will be bringing this up with my therapist. So <laughs> love it. Oh, man. Well, you guys, we do have a special guest for y'all today. And just God bless him for just sitting here through our <laughs> bullshit. So we would like to welcome Nick Krantz to the podcast. Nick, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing the tea on, on the TT ticket you gate. I mean, that's some serious stuff. It's intense. It's intense. Yeah. I did hear some conspiracy it's... theories, though, too, about the whole yeah. ticket thing. And so I'm glad you elaborated. It was literally the first thing on my mind when I woke up this morning, like, what's up with T-Swift and the tickets? So I'm glad honestly, you guys went out about it. Honestly, this is what, this is it, kept, it, it kept you up at night, I'm sure. Like, you were just like, I have to know. Well, I mean, my sleep score was awful this morning. And it, obviously, See? that was the reason. Oh, that's true. That's why. So, T-Swift like, on the brain. The actual conspiracy is like not is not only is the coding messed up, but they were like, did they do that though? Because they knew all of those hardcore people would be willing to pay anything, and the dynamic pricing would be on by then. That's the conspiracy. And I heard that. No, never mind. I don't. I don't know. I was just trying to reiterate <laughs> what I was told, and I'm like, no, I don't remember. I should. I should have probably been listening a little, a little better. But... Well, now it you're able... sketchy though. You have so much information now. You can go back to that person and be like, look at all the things I know. Yes. And I mean, I was taking notes, so I'm glad you, yep, I'm glad glad. you told me. <laughs> You're so welcome. I love, oh, man, I love it. But yeah, Nick, thank you so much for being here. So Nick is also a fellow online health and fitness coach. You know, he's kind of forged his own path due to, you know, a lot of the things that he's been through with TBIs and brain health and all of those kind of things. So we're really excited to have you on today, Nick. So we would just love for you to introduce yourself um, and a little bit about like your background and kind of like how you got to where you're at today. Yeah, I'll try and be as uh, short as I can, but I appreciate yeah. you ladies having me on. I, I do enjoy this. So, I mean, my background is I didn't get involved into fitness until ninth grade. I was talked into playing basketball 
basketball. So I put down the skateboard and cut my shaggy hair and uh, picked up a basketball. <laughs> and then I got talked into playing football the next year. And that was a, you know, a big game changer for me. I ended up gaining 65 pounds in high school, like over those two years and fell in love with training, fell in love with mindset, fell in love with just the drive and the hard work it took that I saw helped reap the benefits of the work I was putting in. Um, but yeah. at the time it was really what I, looking back, it was my outlet um, because, you know, going to the biggest public school in Ohio, you know, you get thrown into the wolves of playing the best of the best. So you have to either you get eaten or you um, get, you know, run, but, you know, around really good families, what was going on behind the scenes at my home was just, it was just filled with secret hidden addiction. Um, and so mm -hmm. I learned like training was my outlet and that the football field was my outlet. Um, and fast forward to my senior year uh, into the summer, I was in my bathroom wearing a brown wife beater. I'll never forget it. And I get a text from my then girlfriend um, says I'm pregnant and then <laughs> followed up with a picture of the confirmation. Oh my God. So I ended up at the time I ended up decommitting from the division one school I was going to go to. And, um, I found a school that just started a football program D two school, nine minutes down the road showed up and said, Hey, um, I know it's a little late, but, uh, I'm going to come play here. Um, so it didn't really work out because my, I was injured all the time. Um, I've had double shoulder surgery, tore my groin, which was a kind of a gross, weird injury. Mm. Um, and then I'll, also started the concussions in in college but the thing that I fell in love with coaching is that anytime I was injured I would always you know still show up to the film room still show up on the field I was known as literally coach Nick coach Krantz it's, it's always who I was mm -hmm. um so if I couldn't be there I wanted to help people get the better better themselves out I wanted to show them what they're not seeing I wanted to still be involved um and so you know that that's when the, I said that's when the brain injury started and at the time, I'm like, well, I need a job. So I started working at a juvenile detention facility as a corrections officer and kind of off I went. Um, and then I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, this is not what I want to do. Um, you know, so I ended up, I'm like, okay, I'll get a certification to be a personal trainer and uh, nutrition. So I'm like, I do it and I finish it. And I'm like, okay, what's next? Like, like, do I have clients yet? <laughs> like, I had no right. idea. And so... Mm -hmm. I ended up going to a gym, my buddy's gym, who specializes in athletes, and I started working there as a PT and still working at the jail. And that's when I started to, you know, kind of mess around with Instagram um, and gotten to Jordan Syatt's inner circle and kind of connected with him and started to really just learn. And I'm like, oh, I can do this and not just like the little space around Cleveland, like I could do this worldwide. Mm -hmm. And so took started taking my business online in 2018 and like, okay, this is awesome. Um, started to just kind of just learn as I failed, like they just failed fast. You know, f fast forward, I go, go full time online in early 2019. And um, fast forward to December 2019. And next thing you know, I had my second TBI. And I, you know, I'm like, all right, I've been through this before. Um, I didn't understand how bad it was until uh, things just weren't clicking. I couldn't just rest and then walk and then work out and I was fine. Uh, things mm -hmm. just were coming up that I just didn't understand. And all of a sudden I felt very, just very scared, very helpless. Um, and, you know, I, I'd say the last almost three years have felt like, like seven, um, just yeah. because, because how many different like nicks I can see and just confusion um, can kind of go mm -hmm. into like, you know, talking about TBI and healing and all that and what I've learned. But um, 
you know, fast forward now, I'm I'm still battling. You know, they've changed the name, but post concussion syndrome. You know, I have daily symptoms every day. Um, I've become mm-hmm. good at hiding them from the world, but still trying to manage and put on a smile because I do what makes me happy. Um, but you know, sometimes, yeah. you know, when your brain is sick, it's world a lot harder. Um, and that's kind of where I've had to literally learn so much about the brain just so I can kind of get back to a baseline um, and just try and re- rebuild and repair my body um, as yeah. with my business, because I've, I had to really give all my clients away at one point because I couldn't even take care of myself. Um, so now mm-hmm. it's really transitioning and navigating and, um, you know, trying to fig- figure this life out. Yeah, man, that's so insane. And, you know, with any kind of healing journey, it's like, yeah, man, it, it really fucking sucks whenever you're in it, you know, and it, it really sucks whenever you're, you're dealing with these, you know, these post concussion symptoms and all of these different things. And it's like, you know, my, my personal journey is, is extremely different from yours, but it's like what I found through like my healing journey through like hormonal health and post-birth control is that like, it pushed me so much deeper into that space to be able to help more and more people and a more specific population of people as well. Do you find that you work with people who have TBIs who are more like inclined to like wanting to know more about brain health and who really benefit from those types of things? The more as time went on and I started to share, I got a lot more questions, obviously, from that Mm -hmm. specific group. Um, Because at first I didn't want to say anything because one, I wanted, I didn't know the severity of it. And two, I had to pretend like I still was up and ready with clients and work and and still trying to uh, be me. And so all of a sudden I'm like, oh man. Um, And then, you know, early March of 2020, I started working with Jason and, you know, Mm -hmm. I literally just got back from concussion therapy for the second time and I'm like dead. And so I started working with him and he just like, you know, start to document it. But at the time I'm like, dude, I don't want to document. I feel so like worthless, helpless. And I have no, no doctors have any idea what's going on. Um, Mm. And so it was like, I I was struggling to the point of what do I share? What do I even say? Like, how do I help? And so then I just kind of started to like, just share, you know, I'm not trying to be a woe is me, but I'm just trying to share what I'm learning. Um, Maybe what I'm implementing, not trying to, I hate, because I, I know some people that want to use it to like, you know, get attention. I'm like, I don't want to be one of those people but I yeah. still know how many people have reached out and said, thank you for sharing this. Thank you for this. So it's like those, I, those people I care much more than like me in my own mind, tell my own story. Like, Oh, Nick, you know, is just trying to get attention. Um, mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I've had a lot more people like, Hey, I had a ding. Hey, I had a, this head injury. Hey, I had this, you know, uh, I didn't have a concussion, but I had, you know, whiplash and all of a sudden, like I'm getting all these different, you know, symptoms. And I'm like, it's just crazy like how many different people have had like head injuries that all of a sudden, like some things are still lingering as time goes on. And so I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm 18 concussions deep, two serious (laughs) injuries. Like, yeah, uh, I know, I know exactly what you're going through. And it's such a deeper pain and deeper just misunderstanding than me trying to tell somebody and trying to help somebody facilitate, uh, you know, a weight loss journey. Like there's just, right. There's just, now it's just a, a bigger disconnect. Like I am, I know the pain and I feel the pain of what it's like to lose your brain uh, mm-hmm. and and nobody able to see it because I'm not in a cast. I look mm-hmm. right now, I look pretty healthy. Um, and I said, I think I'm like, if I go into a room, 
99% of the time, I'm going to look like one of the healthiest, if not the healthiest. But on the flip side, people don't know uh, 99% of the time, I'm also going to be the sickest no matter what age. And people mm -hmm. have no idea. Um, yeah. yeah. And so it, it definitely, I'm uh, just trying to share my story and trying to just help. And, and now it seems like more, I'm, I'm way more pulled to helping those that have had head injuries and just trying to navigate it through. Um, mm -hmm. Because without my background knowledge of nutrition and training and anything like that, I don't know how the average person would even think to look at some of the things that I've, I've looked through um, or know to look and find and yeah. ask questions. Because yeah. it, when your doctor tells you something, you go, Oh, you're supposed to go. Oh, okay. Sounds good. See you in three months. Like, well, we no, don't do no, that. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because that's, you know, that's such a common theme across so many functional health issues. It's like the doctors never know what's going on. You know what I mean? It's, it's, they never have the answers. And so that is super frustrating. And I know you can really, really relate to people who have who have been there and been through those things. So I'm curious to know if you're cool with talking about it, like what was like the big, like the first thing that kind of like spiraled into all of these other TBIs? Like what was the first TBI? And like, what are the symptoms that you are feeling now and that you did feel like, you know, over these past like three, four years? Did we so also, sorry, at the beginning when oh, we were right. talking about this, did I, did I miss, um, just in case, did we, did we clarify t TBI, what that stands for and everything for, in case. Oh yeah, we should no? clarify. Yeah, 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 yeah. So traumatic brain injury is what it stands for. And Nick, you can probably go in a little, a, lo yeah. a lot more into that as well. So I know before I followed you, I didn't, I had never heard that before even. So I was just yeah. kind of thinking about our audience. Perfect. Yeah, you, I mean, like, oh, he has two big intestines. Like, I, you, know, <laughs> who, who knows, you don't know what that means. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's the discrepancy of like, you know, a concussion is a traumatic, like every brain injury is, is bad. There's no, there's no right. denying that period. Mm -hmm. um, there are all different severities, like then they're all treated differently. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody is different. Um, mm -hmm. But with my first one, it was, you know, 2010 and, you know, I was playing college and you have my first concussion in practice, something that I'm like, I, it was a fluke thing. It was an after play that a scout team player just kept running. So I just put my head down and I absorbed it all. And he fell down. I, I was on my feet, but I like looked up and I saw purple. I'm like, man, oh, man. that doesn't seem right. So when I was on the sideline, I'm like, yo, I'm like, I just remember telling, <laughs> telling my buddy, I'm like, yo, I just saw purple. He's like, no, Cranch, you good, man. You good. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And so, you know, so you do the same thing. You, you mm -hmm. just don't say anything and you just go get ready to play. And so in three days, we traveled up 14 hours to play the number 10 team in the nation. Um, and so you think I was going to say anything? No. And I just remember it was it was 40 degrees for some reason in, in Painesville, Ohio in uh, September. And then it was 85 there. So I'm like, man, I don't understand why I can't get pumped up. Like, I, I'm just like, I'm just a, like, a, it's just a, like a fog. Like, you know, you just, I'm just sitting there. I'm just, I'm how I view it now. Like, I'm just in the third person. I can see myself, but I'm like, I'm just, something's not right. Mm -hmm. And so that, that I remember that drive, um, there was one play, you know, a kid came across the middle and I, I smoked him and I, I hit him head to head and I went to, went to get up and celebrate and didn't, nothing happen. Um, next play, uh, I just remember this now cause it's on film, you know, running back comes up. I just hit him head to head. My buddy said, he looked down to smack my head and say, good job. He's like, dude, your eyes were crooked and your boogers were coming out of your nose. Um, oh my and God. So, so that, and then there was one more hit. And um, I just remember on, on film, it was me, everybody's running to the, to my right. And I just collapsed to the left, but I got up and walked off the field. 
my buddy saw me and my personal trainer didn't or that not personal trainer but um whatever. athletic trainer athletic whatever trainer, they yeah. yeah and um you know, even my dad was in the stands and he's like, he's like, somebody help him. And I'm like, I couldn't see. So, and after that, um, like I just sat in a field and waited till the end of the game. I just, I don't, I don't know. And then it took me 10 months and, and I wanted to come back because that's the only thing I thought of. I'm like, I need to try and make it for, you know, my son who was two at the time. Mm-hmm. And no, every time I tried to come back, it was a little bumps and you know, that ended it. Um, and so as I fast forward now, like, what happened, um, you know, running into my Jeep trunk, it was just a sharp part right in the top of my, my skull, but it was, it was, it was like space jam where like my literal soul was sucked out of me. Like I felt something was different Mm -hmm. and, um, it was all of a sudden I wasn't able to drive in car anymore because I was getting very car sick. And I'm like, I don't even throw up. Not even on my 21st birthday did I throw up. It just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time I've ever, I ever threw up from a head injury. Wow. All of a sudden, I'm not able to drive in a car. Okay, that's strange. Um, all of a sudden, you know, I'm 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 walking, but I'm like very disoriented. Like I'm not drinking or anything, and I'm just I'm just starting to stumble. Um, I'm waking up mm-hmm. with worse pain in my head. Like not a headache. Um, it was it's like a, a pressure. Like something is trying to like come out of your head, basically. Um, and so all these things that I'm I'm approaching, and I'm like, okay, I got into the the best concussion clinic in Northeast Ohio, and I went two stints there and I got better in one aspect working with my vision and my balance. But if you're treated as somebody that's your average person, like I can do, I can do that stuff. Like I I was an athlete for a long time. I skateboarded for a long time. I have good balance. Like this stuff is easy. And so when you're treated as uh, putting somebody into a box, that's a a large box, like, Mm -hmm. yes, I can pass that. Um, but it wasn't until I went back and I started to look into what the brain gut connection was like, I'm, I can't eat ice cream anymore. Like I'm feeling extremely intoxicated. Like it was a different reaction. Um, and so, so you know, I remember, I remember getting these questions. I'm like, man, I can't wait to go ask the doctor. Like I'm going to ask him about the brain gut connection. I'm going to ask him like, you know, I think I heard this the study I, I read. It said, you know, as a, when you have a brain injury in 30 minutes, your gut can become extremely permeable and, can totally disrupt and have all the toxins from your brain wow. go to your gut and basically a, mm-hmm. a loop. And I just remember going in there, I saw the notebook and he just, I, I asked him the question and this is the guy that I invested, you know, serious time, effort, money, and trust in for mm-hmm. my, for me, because he was one of the best. And he's like, gets up, he's like, no, I don't think, no, nah, I don't think that is. So I'll be right back. And he got up and left and I'm like, like, it was like, oh my gosh, like, this ain't it. Like, he, yeah. He, so I still went through their, their therapy, ended up getting worse. And that, that's when mm. the medical team at the end just said, like, hey, um, you know, I just think it's best you, you see a therapist. I think it's just all in your head. And, um, you know, you can come back in that's six insane. months for a reeval. And so oh my God. I'm like, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm angry because I'm like, oh, I'm about to show them, like, you know, and, um, you know, I share this with the brain health community and I haven't really touched on it yet, but I think it's it's just a good time, you know, to talk about it because, um, you know, I left there on February 8th and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm about to show them. Um, and then February 18th comes around and for three days straight, I woke up. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where I was. I didn't, I looked in the mirror. I didn't know who I was. Um, oh. and I, February 18th, I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Um, 
I'm, uh, I'm, and I just, you know, I had been planning what I was going to do and I was ready to end it because I, I, I couldn't do it anymore. Um, and you know, it's scary because I just, you just feel like a burden. And, um, you know, I went outside and I, I started to just shovel the driveway. Just wanted, I just wanted to make myself feel so sick. And there's a picture I took on my phone. It was just of the sky. It was like, it'd been great for so long. And then like the sun just came out. Um, and it was almost like it was a sign, like, you know, the lights there. And I just remember going downstairs and like, not today, man. I started reading a book and started saying like, go get your testosterone check. I'm like, oh, so I started just one thing at a time, starting to put pieces to the puzzle back. My testosterone was at 204. Oh, man. Started, started oh. doing one thing at a time. Started feeling better. Started getting a GI map. And all these things started to just kind of to add up. Um, and yeah. so, you know, it, it, I guess to kind of round your question off, like, you know, what do I feel like on a day-to-day -day basis? It's it's depends on how I like basically like the inflammation, like uh, it, mm -hmm. anything can happen. Is it stress? Is it sleep? Is it um, something I ate? You know, I basically mm -hmm. follow an AIP diet. I'm very strict mm -hmm. because I know what happens if I'm off. If I know what yeah. happens, if I have something that doesn't agree with me. Um, I, and so it's basically, I say, uh, it's like being hungover without going to any party and having, having yeah. no fun. Um, I don't drink anymore um, because I basically been drunk for three years <laughs> and I, I am so angry at drinking um it's been my family's a bunch of addicts lost my dad to it um so it's like I just so much anger towards it but mm -hmm. you know when I feel better like I look like this like I am now um and I can put on a show I'll be tired later and that's okay because I'd rather invest time and energy into others than you know myself yeah wow don't be sad. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to bring it down, but I'm just trying to be real. <laughs> no, no. It's just, it's more of like, it's just, I'm in awe of everything that you have like experienced. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm uh, just, I'm, I'm frustrated for like your experiences in the doctor uh, situations and just like really impressed by the way that you've continued to kind of like work to come out on the other side, even after times where it felt like that wasn't worth it anymore. Like we, we talk about mental health stuff on this podcast all the time. Um, and it's something that like really hits very deeply for me too. So, um, I know how like big of a deal it is to be able to like come out of that kind of space and like, just have that one decision that day to be like, okay this is the sign to keep going and to like run with that and to have done that and to like be here now and still be able to like acknowledge like, yeah, it's, it's not just like, Oh, I decided that. And now everything's great, but that you just right. like, keep deciding that every day is no small fee. Um, and I think anyone who's been there can understand that. And then to add on all of these, like, you know, physiological and just all these neurological, neurological things that you've had going on too, on top of that. It's just, it's, I'm, I'm more just in awe rather than like feeling like, Oh, we're having like a sad day. <laughs> like For I'm, sure. just, I'm very impressed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. Um, I, it's, it's just, it's hard to explain because it's like what I did my whole life and talking about a healing journey. It's like, I stuffed everything down. I, and I, mm -hmm. I when things would go on with my family with, you know, I would just be the one to go to like, to be the leader, to move on, to always make a joke, to like, you know, that was always my cover up because yeah. I never faced anything. And all of a sudden I have this injury. You know, I just had, I lived with my grandparents after college because I couldn't go home because of what it was going on there. Um, and so I was very close to them. So in the span of like a year, you know, I watched my dad die in the hospital due to uh, cirrhosis of the liver. You know, it was a long two month battle. At the same time, my ex roomies from Kentucky um, they passed away too. And then my grandma passed, uh, a week after my injury. So I'm like, I'm like, I had no 
I had no escape to go to. I had to mm -hmm. face everything and that made, yeah. you know, everything physiologically, physiological worse. And so I had to learn how to heal in a different way than running to the gym to work out because I right. couldn't hide it. Um, and so yeah. that totally ties into just how much your thoughts and emotions really play into your own physiology, like physiology. It's, 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 you know, you, you hear it until you experience it. It's something totally different. Yeah. So 100%. nice. And <laughs> yes, exactly. And that, that's something that we try to preach so much to our clients about is how much their, you know, their psyche and, and their mental state truly does make such an impact on the progress that they're making, whether it be in a weight loss or health and fitness journey, or whether it be in like a healing journey, you know? So I would love for you to talk a little bit about the like brain gut connection, um, because I'm, you know, like we're all nerds here. Right. And I think it's really important that people understand like how it is connected and like what you kind of found with yourself and like through your own research and everything. And like, kind of talking about like that vagus nerve stimulation and like how it's helped you and, and all of those cool things that people don't really realize whenever it comes to gut health and brain health. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, brain health, it's been like a hot topic, um, you know, okay. especially with Andrew Huberman and, you know, the big rise that he's had, you know, I have a big bro crush on him, obviously. <laughs> um, but, you know, and, and sometimes I do see like people, you know, post about vagus nerve and, you know, whether it's for likes or something like, I'm like, I, I live this stuff. And there's some people I see like kind of uh, bring it down. I'm like, no, I, I like glamorizing it. Like I didn't, I didn't just have, I didn't just develop celiac disease out of nowhere. Um, mm -hmm. It happened because I damaged the toxins from my brain to my gut. And that, that, that was the first thing. Um, one of the first doctors, functional doctors that I came across that I worked with um, in 2021, it was the study that he said on the podcast. It was like in the first 30 minutes of a, a brain injury, your gut can become extremely permeable. And so I'm like, wow, that makes so much sense. Like, I'm like, you should know this all, you know, like you're a nutrition coach, you study this, like, why don't you know this? So I'm like, well, I guess if I've been basically drunk, like, I guess I'm not thinking clear. So I guess that makes sense. And most people don't know yeah. these things, even your regular yeah. health and fitness and nutrition coaches. So don't put that on yourself either. Or yeah. even my neurologist, uh, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so I'm looking to anything to really just like move the needle um, because mm -hmm. at, at, at a certain point, it's like, I will take 0.004% increase to do anything um, because it, so when people are trying to rebuild their bodies, it's not just a one, two, three, like this is a puzzle and everybody's puzzle is different. Um, and so when mm -hmm. I came across the biggest nerve, I'm like, and it sounds weird. Like you're going to said to gag myself and to like sing in the shower. Like that's weird. But I'm like, mm -hmm. wait a minute. I'm like, wait, if I'm having heart palpitations, my digestion's really off. Basically, like with your your vagus nerve, like it is it is the conductor to all your automatic functions. Like you know, like I said, your heart rate. You don't have to think about your heart beating. Like you're not sitting there like, okay, one, two, two okay, good job. Like no, your heart, yep. your digestion, your your breathing. And so when you have that head injury, all of a sudden the, the conductor is basically off. The symphony is gone. So I'm like, oh, like okay. So if I start to stimulate this, so I'm like, okay. So in the morning, like easiest ways to simulate it was to gag myself, which is, you know, not the most pleasant. Um, but, you know, gag myself, humming, singing, the cold water exposure, anything I could tie, you know, basically tie together as a habit and do it in the morning and at night. So it is like mm -hmm. a muscle. And so if, if you don't do it, which I've gotten away from that, I can definitely tell a difference. Um, and so basically it literally like as 
crazy as it sounds like the symphony comes back together um just by stimulating this and it and it's not just some woo-woo hippie stuff is because i've come across a lot of things that i've thought were woo-woo whippy uh woo-woo hippie stuff until yeah. i actually had to implement them to basically yeah. <laughs> we've both save, been there <laughs> save my stuff um you know so it's like when you are in that fight or flight mode as i, I as I think we could say over the last, you know, since 2020, people aren't just looking for like weight loss. Like people are looking for how to live optimal. Like it's not just yes. about weight loss anymore. It's how can I really thrive as a human being? Yeah. Um, and so it's like, this was one thing that actually you don't even need to use if you have had injury. It's like, this is something to help with tapping into that parasympath parasympathetic nervous system. Um, yes. and with a lot of people with struggling with digestion, it's the same thing because you don't have to think about uh, the back of your throat and digesting and so when you do have you know that that gut feeling when people talk about you know getting butterflies like you feel that because you're thinking your thoughts that go down shoot down mm -hmm. to that it's that feedback loop um, and oh, that's yeah. why yeah. you feel nervous and so it's like same thing with talking about how your 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 it affects your physiology um, mm -hmm. yeah. and so the biggest thing that you like I said talk about stimulating the vagus nerve that helps with digestion or just regulating um, with also anxiety it's like you're humming, singing, chanting, like, you know, whatever to each his or her own, um, cold shower. Chanting Taylor Swift lyrics. See, like you could, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm sure your vagus nerve is probably pretty tapped and strong with singing. If you do. For sure. Kara's a singer. I am a singer. So, Hey, yeah, I got go. that vagus nerve, nerve activation since like third grade. And for those <laughs> of you listening to, um, the vagus nerve, just to kind of like define that for you is the longest nerve in the body and it runs from it connects your brain to your gut and again like nick was saying with like i always love like talking about the feelings of like butterflies and different things like Me that too. it's just so cool to see how interconnected all of these things are same thing whenever we see people with chronic gi issues ib quote-unquote ibs like all of these different things a lot of times you're going to see these people have issues like anxiety depression again because of that connection you know yeah. so it's just so cool to see. Yeah. I mean, I've had clients peddled like so many, I have a specific client in mind that I always think about this because it's just like something I'm so proud to have had happened. Um, she had a whole mess of things going on with AI. Um, just one of the, one of the worst like Hashi's clients I've seen. Um, I actually, mm -hmm. she, I had sent her to a specialist and then she came back to me. I mean, you helped me with this client, like, um, mm -hmm. a specialist within the industry that we trust, um, not a doctor. And, um, she, but she, at the time when I was working with her to send her to that, it's cause she was struggling so bad with her ADHD and it was like, she'd just been thrown medication after medication. And we started doing all the stuff, cleaning up her gut and just like really even the basic of just removing those, tr those main trigger foods for Hashi's. And she was like, within like a month, her ADHD symptoms were pretty much gone. Like she was mm -hmm. like, I don't think I've ever had ADHD. She's like, I think I just had this going on. Like, and mm -hmm. she's like, all I've ever been given for this was like an Adderall and, you know, Vavians or whatever else. And I was just like, it's, it's so frustrating. Cause like, sometimes I do know, you know, we, we always make this caveat of like, sometimes there is like a medication that might be your best fit. Even when we're talking about like SSRIs, sure. so, like whatever it may be, like there's always, it's always individual to each situation, but I'm like, it's so frustrating that we're not taught first or not advised first to go through all these like holistic ways that you could just, you know, actually resolve the root of the issue. And it's so crazy to me how much it blows people's minds. And I remember it blowing mine about the gut brain connection, because like you said, when you make such a simple example of that, like, it's like, how do you not 
understand it whenever you think about like the brain. I mean, my brain went immediately to, I got a little more graphic, but you know, we talk, we talk about this on here. It's like, who, who's listening to this that's ever experienced nervous shits? Like, I was on. literally experiencing like, nervous shits yesterday before like, the <laughs> Same. We were literally sitting here in the ticket queue and we were all like, what do we do if we have to shit? I'm so nervous. Exactly. <laughs> like, and it's like, exactly. how do you, like, where do you think that, like, if you just like logically take a step back and like, look at it, it's like, oh, like if you, or even if it's not that it gives you the shits, like if you just have that like feeling, you know, people have always talked about that. It's like, oh, you see something on TV that's like upsetting or like whatever. And you're like, oh, that made me sick to my stomach. And like, it quite literally makes you feel that it's like, how do you not register that that's you know, you're, you're taking information in through your brain and it's causing that reaction in your gut. Like, I think that's the most like accessible way to present that information. Like the most understandable way to think about that is like just thinking about those day-to-day life things. Because I feel like when you start talking about all the like intricacies of how it's connected and all that stuff, people are just like, Oh, that's not happening to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, or they think of it in like an extreme scale of like the stuff that's happened to you. And I'm like, no, here's very like basic day-to-day examples of like your gut and brain and um, I'm just glad that we brought that up. Cause I feel like we try to push all the time, how important this stuff is and how much it connects. And especially, like I said, we, we talk so openly about mental health here. I have a lot of clients who deal with that on a large scale. And I'm always talking about how we need to do all these things like with their nutrition and stuff. And I'm like, look, this would, I know when you're feeling like this, it's so hard to want to make these food choices. Like you don't want to take the time to prepare this kind of food. Like I understand that vicious loop of like, this would make you feel better, but like you, it's hard to do that when you don't feel better. Like, I think that's one of the biggest obstacles. And I'm like, but Mm. I can't stress to you enough how much, like, if you do this, it will help with that issue. And I think you nailed it when you said like, until you actually do it, it just feels like that woo-woo crap. And it's like, oh, you're just telling me like, oh, take my stupid walk and eat my vegetables. It's going to help my mental health. And it's like, okay, well, no, it, it will yeah. actually. <laughs> and that just comes yeah. with the belief as well. It's like, mm-hmm. and getting back to like the root cause, like there's no money to be made there. I mean, otherwise yeah. it's just you prescribe the symptom and you know, yeah. there you go. But there's so much deeper to a root cause. Exactly. And that it's not until you're put in a situation that you will go in depth with a woo-woo, like if you told me three years ago, like, Hey, maybe you should try meditation. I've been like, for what? Like, <laughs> what, like why? Um, but it was time more to sit. Important just like, like meditation, like it's, it's just simply means to be familiar with, like, even if you are practicing, like, yes, we are in such a distracted world of not being able to, you know, I need to look at this screen. I need to see this. I need to make sure I'm up to speed on, you know, get my likes and my emails and, you know, on my texts and stuff like to be familiar with your own self, your thoughts and be able to sift and allow your thoughts just to be bubbles and being able to choose like which ones you want to take in and which one you're just going to let pop. Like that's what the meditation practice is about. Like, as I think back to putting it into my situation, it's like me always wanting to attach to like, what is this symptom? Why, why is it happening? What is this? How can I solve this? Like, what is this? And why did this happen? Like, and just in being like, you just have to let it be. Um, and for mm-hmm. early on, like I was basically searching for symptoms. So I'm like, I don't know what anything is. And so if you search for symptom in the law of neuroplasticity, your body will automatically begin to remember that. And then it will find you something. And so if you look at, if you think, oh, like one of the things, like if my head was starting to get hit, my reaction would be, ow, that hurts. And sometimes it might even spiking neuroinflammation and basically gut inflammation just because I was already thinking of how, like, as soon as it happened, how bad it was going to be. So it becomes being able to slow down basically time and your Mm -hmm. thoughts and be present. Like it just, it sounds so, woo, so weird until it's like, you know what? Like 
hey, maybe everything I was taught was a bunch of, bunch of BS, period. So it's like all of a sudden the stuff that like people are saying that are looked at as hippie, weirdo, and uh, like they're, ex they're not – to fit in mm -hmm. with anybody like yo i'm mm -hmm. i'm listening to them like <laughs> yeah forget that um yeah that's, that's so true it's hard for people to sit with their own thoughts though too because that means mm -hmm. they have to face what's really deep inside yeah yeah Absolutely. that's so 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 true it is hard to face that and also i love that you made that um like note about like which thoughts are you going to let kind of like pop and which are you going to absorb because i think that you know all of our clients need that constant reminder. It's like whenever we are searching for those issues, whenever we are constantly overthinking our symptoms or like thinking like, oh my gosh, this is going to be bad or this, gonna, this is going to happen. Those are the kind of people who often like don't find healing or who are always getting in their way because they're constantly overthinking, you know? And so mm -hmm. that's a really, really important reminder for, for a lot of people I know who listen to this podcast that need it for sure. Yeah. For sure. But um, I would also love to know, Nick, from you, like, what are some of the big, like, if you had to give us some, you know, applicable and actionable steps into like, just really optimizing brain health, like, what are some of the big things that you would tell somebody? And how do these things also tie into like, a health and fitness journey? Because I know a lot of these things are not only great for brain health, but just overall health. So I would love to know from you, like, what are those kind of big tips that you have? Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said before, it's like, it's such a different, like, realm, like, if you want to actually optimize your health, like, it starts with your brain, like, and mm -hmm. whether people know it or not, like, like we just talked about, like your brain health is your gut health. Your brain health is your physical health. Your brain health is your mental health. Like it is all tied together. Like your brain is responsible for everything you think, feel, act, react, respond. Like that is all stored in your brain. So if you aren't able to take care of it, then you're going to have a, a tough time, period. Um, yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to literally the fu fundamentals and, and the basics, which everybody wants to overlook. Everybody wants to look for the newest hack for this. Um and also, I think mm -hmm. some other people have said, like, when I've asked, like, what, you know, what do you think of when you think of brain health? Like, oh, nootropics. Oh, like, you know, um, brain fog. Like, no, it's it's so much more of a deeper, like, understanding and meaning. Like, if you're not exercising, um, which is basically the most underutilized antidepressant, um, like, mm -hmm. and especially something to decrease inflammation, like, your, your brain will literally atrophy. Um, when you do exercise, like the miracle grow for your brain, which is brain derived nootropic factor is just going to be more prevalent in your brain. So that helps you form new synapses, improves your learning and your memory. So it's like, it's not exercise. It's not just something that's uncomfortable. Like, mm -hmm. yes, it, it sucks at first, but it's, it's so much more like it is your long lost fountain of youth drug that nobody wants to tell you to do. And then Another big thing is people overlook is sleep. Like, yep. <laughs> still people like, yo, no, I don't, I don't have time. Like I, I have so much to do. Like if you don't take the time to formulate your sleep patterns, like you're not going to be able to maximize your time throughout the day. Um, mm -hmm. You can't have good sleep habits, like sleep habits, then you can't maintain, you know, the pathways that you're implementing in your brain throughout the day when you're learning, when you're doing new things, creating new memories, you know, those are all the things that really matter most and so it's like if you don't want brain fog if you don't want to feel sluggish if you want to stop reaching for another caffeine or a, a stronger pre-workout like it starts with sleep um mm -hmm. and it's it you know if you're going to 
it's I used to think like, oh, you know, you sleep a third of your third of your life. Like, why do I need to sleep? Like, no, you need it, um, whether you believe it or not. Um, so true. And one of the, I think one of the bigger things that kind of ties into what has happened over the years, it's like if you don't have, you know, if you're isolated, it is so bad for your brain. I think that's why at first with everything that happened in the world, like isolation mm -hmm. was one of the worst things you could possibly do. And if you don't have a good circle of influence and people to be around, like your brain will atrophy faster. That's why when like watching my grandparents go into a nursing home that they go they decline that much faster because they don't have, you know, a, a better mm -hmm. a, a friend group, but they're also isolated um, and it shows. And so if you're, if you aren't with, if people that feed into you like you better find some new ones um but yeah. one one, one so that underrated. is not, um one that is kind of underlooked and maybe not even know it's like if you don't have a purpose like that totally makes like your direction and your target like you're just shooting arrows and not hitting anything like mm -hmm. basically you're you you're meaning like to make the machines like you have to have a purpose to keep on living so it like there have been studies that show that you do have a meaning in life. It's correlated with reduced risk, reduced cognitive decline, and mental disease. And it's like if you don't have a purpose to wake up, like you're going to be struggling and you're, you're basically going to be in a fog of yourself. Um, but yeah. in, the, in the last, it's like you have to eat uh, a brain healthy diet. And for me, and especially a lot of people that are just really trying to focus more on optimizing brain health, no, it's not keto. Um, it's just trying to minimize anti-inflammatory foods. Um, mm -hmm. No, it doesn't mean like you have to like skip donuts and stuff like, but like at the end of the day, you need to make sure you're getting enough omega threes, oily fish, you know, berries, your, your leafy greens. Um, mm -hmm. Like it's just a, it's just a different mindset when you're like, I'm eating for performance. I'm eating for like nourishment. I'm eating for healing. Like it's a different take home when you're eating a meal instead of like just trying to scarf down as fast as you can and like kind of get out. Right. Like, no, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a different when you're nourishing your body and you're eating for performance and you're not trying to just like, oh, I just need to eat this because I need to get through it. Like, no. Yeah. Um, so, but at the end of the day, like it all ties into like one big picture of like your brain, your body and your just overall being. Mm -hmm. And I love that, you know, all of our listeners, like who are tuning into this. It's like everything that he just said are the simple things that you know, we mm -hmm. walk you guys through on a week to week yep. basis, even if you're somebody who's like, oh, like my school sole goal isn't to optimize brain health. Like, even if you're still in that camp of like, yeah, I just want to lose weight. I just want to like lose fat and build muscle mass, whatever it may be. These are still things that you need to be focusing on. And eventually it's our job to help you see that like, this is so much more than just like a weight loss and fitness journey. Like it does have to do with performance. It does have to do with longevity and you being able to, you know, have optimal health for the longer term, you know, but like I, and it's also really important to remember, like kind of going back to the diet thing, like you talked about eating to perform and eating for optimal health. And I feel like there's so many people out there who like, yes, they still follow like the if it fits your macros trend, but I think we've moved so far away from that. And I'm so glad for that because I think people are now really looking into like the actual quality of the foods that they're eating and like why they're putting something on their plate and how it's impacting their entire body, you know? So like, that's definitely been a benefit of like 
the last few years. I mean, I was definitely in the, heavily into If It Fits Your Macros back in like 2018. Same. <laughs> so, well, and, and we've talked about this. Every single day. <laughs> right. And we've talked about this before too, but I mean, it's, it's like understanding that we can still use that macro system to like, like Nick was saying, enjoy those things occasionally, you know, if that's not causing like your specific condition, any issues, right? Like that you can still work in those things and use macros to do that while staying on a plan. But that shouldn't be like your approach to your macros is thinking like that every single day. Like it should be yeah. the other way around where it's like, this is like this thing that allows me to do that. If I have this like dinner out, or I have this special occasion or this thing that helps you see that food has like a different type of value. But if you're not, if you're still always thinking about it in terms of like quantity to hit those macros rather than quality to hit those macros, you're going to end up in a, a bad place. So even sure. if you've lost weight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100% agree. Well, Nick, this was such an incredible conversation. I feel like this was so valuable. And I just like, thank you so much because obviously like I came into this with a pretty good understanding of what you've been through, but not nearly as in depth as you gave us. And I just mm-hmm. want to say like how much I appreciate your story and you being here today. And like, you genuinely do have such a huge impact on all of your followers and the people around you, you know? So like, it's just so cool to hear. Um, and I would love to know, like, is there any like piece of advice or anything that you would like to leave our listeners with? Like any takeaway? Uh, besides to make sure to hop on early for T-Swifty tickets. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, the ta- that's, that's the takeaway. That's it. <laughs> I mean, that was the biggest takeaway I had. But no, but seriously, <laughs> I appreciate you ladies having me on. Um, as I'm, I'm like, I am getting to that point of like my brain shutting down. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, being open, like I'm like looking at you guys and I'm like, I'm like, all right, this is it. Like, but at the end of the day, like for pushing, like you putting yourself in uncomfortable situations is ultimately like what I need to still do. Like, and that just, that's not like things that make you nervous. Like that's just Mm -hmm. like continue to push your own body um, to its own limits. Because I think more than not, you know, some people like David Goggins, like that was right up my alley with like pushing myself, like all throughout my life with like, yeah. if the moment you decide to quit, like you're only 40% there. And so I think about that all the time, like, as I'm still trying to like, it's crazy that this sounds like, you know, last week, I think one of the things that hurts me the most is like not being able to go to my oldest, who's 13 now, um, like his basketball, his two basketball games last week. Like he doesn't fully know because I can't fully tell him all the things um, just mm-hmm. with the situation. But he's seen it, you know, my health. Um, but like that's stuff that hurts the most. But I know that if I continue to push myself in a time like your body's going to be more resilient. And so that yeah. applies to all areas of anybody's life. Like you never know what you're going to be in until like you continue to push your body, become more resilient, become more battle tested, battle, battle hardened. Like that's what yeah. you have to continue to do because no matter how much your brain wants to keep you safe, like prove it wrong. Yeah. I love that. And I just want to yeah echo what Kara said and thank you so much for like your openness and sharing. And I really love that you brought up like the importance when you were going through that list, um, something that I think we forget, we, we've definitely touched on it, but forget to drive home how much it impacts um, you as the people you surround yourself with and like having those people that are just like, 
pushing and like inspiring and like stimulating your brain and like giving you different outlooks and stuff like that and the benefit of that and like you're one of those people that I feel really grateful to have in our circle and access to and I'm sure that all of your clients and people in your life feel that way too so thank you so much for like being available to be that resource on our podcast for other people too and just like all the things that you're doing um it's really incredible I appreciate that that means a lot that makes me feel for sure yes we love we love feel goods we love feel goods. Nick, two more questions for you and then we'll let you go. So first question, super easy. What's your favorite carb source? We asked this to all of our guests. Okay. Um, what it used to be uh, was Biagio's vanilla cream donut. I don't care if it Ooh, was specific. What, what, what day of the week, but now I'd say my favorite carb source, it's definitely sweet potatoes with mm, um, cinnamon, sweet straight cinnamon, some vanilla, Ooh, pinch, of, uh, pinch of vanilla. Ooh, Ooh, so, I'm good. Try. so like sweet sweet potato fries like, yes. yeah but not not the cinnamon sugar i do have the coconut okay. sugar just because yeah. like sometimes i'll sprinkle a little bit but that or um a rice cake with honey and um Ooh. a ripe banana wait not ripe banana yeah a not ripe love that love that love those yeah. combos and then our last one is just where can our audience find you what do you have going on instagram handle all that good stuff so instagram tiktok twitter is all neurofitnick um n-e-u-r-o-f-i-t-n-i-c-k yeah that's good mm-hmm. um <laughs> but one of my projects that i'm actually working on now with um some other people in cleveland it um but really just called the concussion courage project some that I wanted to really drive home, especially after something that happened in NFL this year with um, just spreading more awareness about second impact syndrome, which was my first TBI. And um, wow. even seeing some of Brody's um, teammates, you know, get concussions throughout the year and talking to my old coaches, I'm like, I need to get out and not just spread my message, but, you know, ultimately empower and um, just spread knowledge about you know, the impact of concussions by no means would I ever pull my son out from playing football, but it's the fact of, I know how coaches operate. I know how people think. I know how parents think like, no, my kid can play. Don't say anything like, no, at the end of the day, your brain is your most important resource. And if you don't take care of it, you don't nourish it. You don't protect it. Like you're going to be in for a rough, rough um, lifetime ahead of you. Uh, And so that's something I'm working on besides kind of rebuilding my, my business, my brand um, in my life Mm -hmm. itself. Awesome. Man. That sounds like love awesome. that. Yeah, yeah. Love that so much. So we will go ahead and link all of Nick's um, mm-hmm. information in the show notes for y'all. But Nick, thank you so much again for being here with us. If this episode resonated with you, we would love, love, love that if you left us a five-star rating and review, go ahead and tag myself, Nick, Kylie, and then not your quick fix podcast. Share this on your Instagram stories, on your socials, and We hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Have a happy, happy Thanksgiving and we'll chat with y'all next time. Bye guys.